Hey guys, welcome to the Drop Bass Not Bombs podcast, where I interview interesting people in the electronic music scene who are raving for a cause and making the world a better place. Hosted by me, Amy Farina, aka MC Unicorn. Tune in Fridays twice a month to hear incredible stories, advice, and insider tips from ravers, artists, industry professionals, and more. And as always on this podcast, I interview people with different views and opinions that do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of those of my own or those of Drop Bass Not Bombs. And if you're planning on raving this weekend, no matter where you are, check your local guidelines, look out for your friends, and party safe, everyone. Before we jump into today's episode, a message from our sponsors and friends of the podcast. If you've been following the podcast, you may have already heard the news, but if not, I'm happy to formally announce my newest partnership with Lemon Candy Jewelry. Lemon Candy is a rave fashion jewelry brand based in the UK. All the pieces are Y2K inspired and handmade with love. Best of all, each piece is uniquely yours because you can customize the jewelry. You can add your name, a special phrase, something funny, or something just distinctive and special to you. You can also pick your colors so you can perfectly pair it with your outfit. She ships internationally and each package contains a special gift. So head on over to Lemon Candy Jewelry on Instagram. Heads up, American friends. Jewelry is spelled the UK way. So that has two L's, just so you know. So Lemon Candy Jewelry with two L's. You can use code MCUnicorn10. Save some money when you spend 15 pounds or more. Just a quick note before we get into this episode so nobody is like shocked or surprised. This is a spe- <laughs> this is a special birthday episode. So the intro, it's not going to be from me. It's going to be from a special guest. So just so you know, you're still listening to the Drop Bass Not Bombs podcast, still hosted by me, MC Unicorn. But this is a surprise. It's a special birthday episode. So coming up soon, a special guest. You know her already. I keep talking about her, but... Surprise! It's a special birthday episode. Happy birthday, Drop Bass Not Bombs. All right, I just want to let you guys know so you're not like, wait, am I listening to the right podcast? You are in the right place. Keep listening. Without further ado, let's get into this very special interview. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode on the Drop Bass Not Bombs podcast where we discuss all things rave. You might not recognize this voice, but you might. If you're a fan of the show, I was lucky enough to be interviewed a couple of weeks ago by the wonderful MC Unicorn, all things rave, jewelry, and of course, charity. I am so happy to be here and co-host today. Well, actually I say co-host, more like a takeover. I have a surprise guest on the show and I'm your host this evening. I'm doing a takeover and my name is Danielle. I am so excited to celebrate the one year anniversary of this amazing platform. So join me and a very special guest. Stop what you're doing and grab yourself a cool iced tea because it's about to get very hot in here. (laughs) We've got all your questions. So we're going to jump in and I'm going to introduce my amazing special guest. It is the one and only MC Unicorn. Yeah. That's the best introduction I've ever heard in my entire life. Love it. I wrote it at 1am because I just had so much inspiration at that time. And I was like, boom, I know exactly what I'm going to (laughs) say. I've never been introduced like that in my life. So thank you so much, Danielle. I really appreciate it. And thank you for being here today and and interviewing me. I've never done this before. So I'm I'm interested to see how it's going to go being on the other side, not asking questions, but answering them. 
how do you feel being on the other side because I'm sure before your previous shows you feel a certain way probably pretty chilled because it's something you're always doing so did you feel like nervous or excited I was just like a little bit flabbergasted I guess because I'm so used to having (laughs) I don't know what the word maybe that's not the right word um (laughs) uh shocking shocked because I usually you know before an interview I have uh the screen split in half so I have on one side the video and then the other the questions and and today hi you're asking I don't have questions I just have you and me on the big screen (laughs) everything I want (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's no script because usually, you know, I have my my notes and my questions. I have everything. Now it's just I'm looking at just me and you. So <laughs> best view in the building. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. On this awesome Friday night. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to Amazing. it. Yeah, what a fun thing to be doing on a Friday night. I love this. I love our connection, our friendship. It's so special and I'm just so excited. So thank you for giving me this opportunity. I feel honored. I feel absolutely honored that you have chosen me. I can't think of anyone better to choose. And especially when you told me that you used to want to be an interviewer. I was like, well, this is your, your moment. Oh my gosh. Honestly, I would love to be like on the red carpet interviewing all the celebrities, asking them for all the juicy gossip. So I feel like I'm living my best life right now. That's amazing. Well, I hope I can give you some good answers. I don't know about juicy red carpet gossip, but I'm sure we can squeeze something out of you. So I'm going to jump straight in. I've basically got a selection of questions from people that had replied to your story and I'm just going to throw them all about and mix them all together. And so I think the first most important question is, well, how did you come up with this idea to start the podcast? I mean, it's an amazing platform. You interview such a, like an eclectic range of amazing, talented people. I just had to bring myself in there. Um, <laughs> including yourself amazing talented people like yourself <laughs> talking about yourself um so yeah just tell me everything like how did you come up with the idea what made you want to start a podcast where was your interest in radio and podcasts and interviewing and what sparked this whole amazing journey yeah well you know I've listened to podcasts for a long time mostly true crime like murder serial killer podcasts um but also electronic music podcasts as well and I've always been passionate about the radio I do have a background in radio I have done I I did some nights on my college radio station every once in a while like two in the morning like randomly and then I um I've also been on a couple of radio stations here in Amsterdam. Um, and yeah, mostly talking about electronic music, about hardcore dance music. And yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, I've loved the radio. I've been told that I have a, a good voice for the radio. You literally, the first time you have a voice note in me, my mom was in the kitchen and she was like, blimey, she's got a great voice for radio. And I was like, oh my God, that's what we're talking about. Like you have a very, very like, a, I wouldn't say relaxing because I don't feel relaxed, but I feel very like, um, it's like addictive. Like, you know, people have like an addictive smile, a contagious smile. You have a very contagious voice. I can listen to you talk, very engaging. Thank you. Thanks. And uh, yeah, I've been told that I could do like late night radio. Like someone told me I should have like a late night radio show. Um, Just- yeah, like phones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> erotic stories phones again. You, are in, you are in the Netherlands so maybe you could get yourself a side hustle I'm sure the the um, boyfriend won't mind you could sit in your little <laughs> upstairs I know you sit up in that studio all day before yep. you know you're doing a little bit of phone sex <laughs> Danielle the number five caller <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so I got a lot of comments uh like that over the years and um yeah you know 
Drop Bass Not Bombs was started in 2017 as a way to bring together electronic music and charity. And in 2019, we threw our first party and actually we, we threw two in 2019. And then we all know what happened in 2020 Corona. <laughs> so yeah, we, uh, we had a party scheduled for May, 2020. It was supposed to be for an animal shelter and that got canceled. And, you know, at this point, me, along with everybody else in the music industry had to get creative and think, well, we can't organize live events anymore. What can we do? So, you know, we, mm -hmm. we did live streams and yeah, uh, my boyfriend got me a microphone for Christmas. That was the end of 2020. And then in June, 2021, May-ish, 2021, I started a podcast. <laughs> so if COVID hadn't happened, do you think you would have still pursued get, going down the road of a podcast? Um, do you think COVID gave you that sort of time and space to open that window and explore that direction? That's a great question. Um, I would like to say, <laughs> I would like to say I would have done it anyway, but actually probably not because where I was at in my life, pre-COVID, I was running around like a crazy person all the time. Yeah, I don't think I had the time or the space or the energy or the focus to sit down. It's it's an incredible amount of work to do a podcast. Um, it takes a lot of time. And yeah, I, and I mean, I don't really have any time now, but but during COVID, I you were super busy, but you're great at replying on your phone. So I give you that. You're very good to get in touch with. <laughs> yeah, you hear me all Someone over, all over on my bike at the grocery store. <laughs> You seem very, very organized. And I can imagine because I don't know the first thing about starting up a podcast. You said, obviously, there's actually a lot that goes into it. I guess the lay person, the person from the outside would think, you know, you kind of set it up on a platform, you get your gadgets, like your mic and your headphones, and you know, you press record, like, what are the other elements that go into this podcast that, you know, take up a lot of your time? Yeah. So you need to decide what's the theme of the podcast going to be. Um, is it going to be about music? Is it true crime? Is it wellness? So kind of what is the theme? And then what are you going to co-host it? Are you going to um, interview people alone? Is it just yourself, solo episodes and stories? So kind of deciding what the theme is going to be and then kind of what not only the platform, but how each episode is going to look. Is each episode going to be different? How long is it going to be? And then if you do take the route that I took, which is interviewing people, you need to decide who you're going to interview. So you need to send them all the, like I've sent you <laughs> all the information, um, an outline of the questions, kind of an overview of what the interview is going to look like. Then you need to schedule the guests. And sometimes scheduling guests can be difficult, especially I'm an international podcast. So I interview a lot of people on the West coast in the U S that's a nine hour time difference for me. So mm -hmm trying to schedule nine hour time to, you know, all sorts of crazy time oh, yeah. zones that can take a lot of time. Then you need to set up the interview. Then you do the interview. Then there's the editing or listening back, doing the editing, and then also all the social media stuff. So coming up with the artwork for the episode, uh, the show notes. So each episode has show notes and that has all the information about the episode, the links to find the guest, any resources, also like a show description. Um, and then I also pull a clip uh, from the interview so that I edit that video. Um, I do have a friend who helps me with the editing of the audio. So that's very helpful because um, it's just too like 
I'm not even halfway done with the list of things that there are to do. Yeah, I was thinking for somebody who actually wants to start a podcast right now, you better get a pen and paper and start writing some notes right now because it really does remind me of like me and my business because a lot of people from the outside just think, well, she's obviously making products all day, but they sort of forget to mention there's building customer relationships, constantly creating new content on my social media, trying to keep it updated, trying to keep it exciting, trying to keep it interested. I'm always creating new products in my head and then I'm sourcing materials to create those products. I'm always looking at a way to build my brand, to make it more sustainable, to make it more affordable, to make it you know, more engaging for everybody. So there isn't just standing in the kitchen making jewelry. There's the organization of going to the post office, sorting out the posting, checking that all my platforms are running. You know, There's so much that goes into running your own business, which you are doing. You are a business woman, like you are running Running your own business running a podcast you do have to be you know for any kind of small business or business in general you have to be like a very organized person especially running your own events I ran events for years before I started lemon candy and you organization has to be in your blood my friends used to call me Danielle clipboard for a joke <laughs> and once gave me a clipboard in a schwire in Ibiza for a joke and that used to be the running joke when we'd go to festivals they'd give me a purple clipboard and tell me that I had organize everyone so <laughs> I've been clipboard lady before too and I've wow. been lady with the headset before and the yeah walkie-talkie it's it I takes like you, a lot sorry to say, I feel like you'd be a very good stage manager you remind me of, of a friend of mine and she does stage managing and I think you'd be really excellent at something like that I've done it before so it's funny that you say that <laughs> Yeah, I see you. You're very similar to people that I've worked with. And I think, yeah, that that's a very good, another side hustle for you. How many careers can Amy do in a year? We've oh got- God, I've done, mil- I've done a million. I mean, I've, I've done every type of job in the electronic music industry and actually coming soon on the podcast, I am going to do a solo episode about that, like how to break into the music industry and how to work in different jobs. So whether it's being a stage manager or event organizing or managing a promotions team, working behind the bar, selling food, doing lights, building stages, emceeing, I've done it all, like, you know, managing artists, helping, working with artists, I've done everything. So it would be, yeah, I think it would be interesting for people to, uh, yeah, to take notes once again. <laughs> yeah, we have so much in common. Um, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna completely digress then into a completely different conversation, and then I was like, no, we don't have time for this. We have so much to talk about. <laughs> it's so funny because my old job was logistics for large festivals, so I totally know what you mean by the site plans and artist liaison and all that. It's a really, it's exciting. So it's really great with this as well with the podcast. You can kind of bring in all of that knowledge that you know or that organization all those connections and you can feed them into something that you're really passionate about which is something to be really proud of so those were well I'd say the first steps those are the many steps of starting your own podcast so how would you say that it's now evolved since you started yeah, uh, I think it's just gotten more in depth. I think I've also become a better interviewer. Um, I kind of used to just ramble because I talk a lot. Um, I also talk very fast in my normal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a chatty one. You are chatty too, okay? I'm so chatty. That's why we get on so well. That's why we have to be careful because we get off for seven hours. Really long, there was a really long pause there, by the way. She was swallowing. We do get on really well. We do. Sorry. Oh my God. (laughs) Taking a breath. No, sorry. We can make that shorter. No, no, we get along great. I was just breathing for a second. Um, We get along great. We could talk for seven hours, but that's like our problem. I think is we chat too chatty. I was like, we get on really well. And then there was like, 
tumbleweed dead silence <laughs> cricket cricket no guys i need to breathe as well and uh take pauses and and that well that's what i wanted to say as well i used to not take any pauses like i would just chat 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 and just like go on to the next thing and I just feel like the podcast is more organized now. It's more in depth. And also the social media is better. Um, follow kind of a, a pattern now with what I post when it comes to the episode. So you'll see on the drop base, not bomb social media that I always post first the artwork from the episode. And then there's a, you know, clip from the interview. And then there's like a graphic with a quote and that will obviously change over time. But I just think, yeah, it's gotten more, um, we're in depth. And then also we've, we have a bunch of sponsors now. So that's great. That wasn't there from the beginning. So we have a, a anchor podcast, which sponsors us, um, Rolita Couture and 150, which is a hard style fitness program. So we have three sponsors. So it's really cool. It's amazing that it's grown like so much in such a positive way. What are your future plans or what are your plans over for the next couple of years in terms of are there any specific guests, like particular people you really want to meet and interview? Like, have you been reaching out to some people that you're like fangirling and you're super excited to get on the show? Like, what is your like in an interview? What's your five year plan? I'm going to ask you, what's your two year plan for um, Drop Base Not Bombs? So. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I'll answer it in part. So firstly, I would like to, the podcast to go on YouTube and it's going to happen soon. Um, but that's the next step is to have it be video because everyone has been asking me for it. And I, and I know video is just better. So right now we're on nine platforms. That's all the usual ones plus SoundCloud and Mixcloud. So next stop would be YouTube. I would also like to start a Patreon where people can subscribe um, and have paid subscriptions, have extra episodes, exclusive content, maybe bonus things, things like that. Um, yeah, going forward as well. I, I, there are some, I don't know if I should say their names, but there are people that I would really like on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. No, come on. You can shout them out. You never All know. Right. You might be there's one particular DJ who I've had in mind since I started and his name is Hardwell. You might've heard of him. He was a famous, uh, Dutch yeah. DJ. And the reason why I would love to have him on the podcast is not just because he's a great DJ, but he has an organization in India where he supports childhood education. So he does a lot of events for that. And I think that's an incredible charity organization. And I would love to have him on the podcast. Oh, that's amazing. Well, hopefully he's listening out. You never know. If you're listening, he's not listening. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you can slide this episode into his DMs and you never know what what might come out of it you know social media is a magic tool you never know it yeah, just start tagging him and things yeah, yeah was, definitely so I have noticed like from being on the show myself and listening to episodes before I came on that your episodes are longer than other podcasts I've listened to before um why is that like what is it about that structure well, number one, I talk a lot, so it's impossible to do anything like brief with me because it's yeah. even like the voice note is like 13 minutes. It's just, I can't do brevity. Um, but second to that, I think it's just, it's, it, I like to dig deep and I like to get to really know a person. And that's why I do a lot of research and my questions are really thought out. I want to get to know them. And I feel like you can't really get to know someone in five minutes. You know, you need to have that time. You need to have 45 minutes or an hour or multiple sessions to really dive deep, especially if I'm interviewing someone I've never met before. So there are guests on the podcast who are close friends of mine, um, like best friends of mine. And then there's other guests on the podcast who I've never seen before, met before, talked to before. We only, sometimes it's arranged through their agent and I 
have had no contact with them until we talk. So you need a little time to warm up to each other, get to know each other. Like you can't just jump in and be like, tell me about your childhood or like, tell me about, especially because we talk about, we talk about a lot of serious topics on this podcast. We've talked about depression, suicide, self-harm, mental illness, mental health. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and you can't jump in with those kind of questions. You need to ease into it. So that's, that's why um, my interviews are, are so long. (laughs) I really enjoyed the interview that we did together. I really felt like appreciated as a creator. Like you really got to know me, what my brand was about, about me and my passions. And that wasn't like overlooked. I definitely felt like really prepared for the interview and I felt like all topics were covered and I wasn't rushed at all. So I think I felt really like, what's the word? Yeah. I felt really valued. So I think because you give out that vibe, that's probably why people also love coming on the show and why you have such like religious listeners who listen all the time and support you because it's probably the fact that you do have time for people. A lot of people nowadays don't have time for people and it's just like a shame. Everything is so electronic. We don't send letters in the post to each other anymore. And I think just giving someone that time, it might sound, it's funny because we're like, oh, um, why is your podcast so long? But you've just answered, like, I'm just doing something normal and getting to know someone. I think, especially because we had never met before, it, it, I guess I'm, I'm not always a, ner- I'm not a nervous person, but there are probably people who are nervous and anxious. So you can't go in with these very, you can't go in with those questions anyway, right away. But especially if someone is very nervous and anxious and you always ask as well, like about topics and sensitivity. And I think that shows like a, like a care And I think that's something that I really think is very good about your podcast, especially you approach um, very difficult topics with care. And I think that's something that you don't just learn. So that's something about you that I think is really, really great. Um, Now you've said who you would love to have on the show, (laughs) not naming names, but have you ever had any experiences yourself, maybe not on this show or interviewing in general, maybe when you were doing something at college where it was like super awkward and super weird? Oh yeah. Oh, constantly. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Oh, I don't know. Um, (laughs) I'm, I can be very awkward. Um, I can be Oh, well, I guess I have one example. I have like a hundred examples. I have to see which are like appropriate for the podcast. Um, well, well, say okay. So I, before, before I really started working in the scene, I was like a lot of us and I was a fan girl, you know, I was a fan girl. I saw a DJ that I liked. I would be like, ah, you know, Oh my God. And, yeah. uh, one night I had the opportunity to go out to dinner with a DJ. His name is beat service. He's from Estonia. He is a trance DJ. He's with like Marcus Scholz and all those guys, like on that label, I had the opportunity to go out to dinner with him. And I was fangirling him very hard. I was sitting right next to him, asking him all these questions. And I invited him to my graduation, to my law school graduation, even though we never met before. And he was like, uh, and I, he's like, when Why is you decide that event? Like, why out of all the things in the world that you could invite him to, did you decide to go to your graduation? And it was like two years from now. So he's like, when is it? I was like, 2016. <laughs> it was two years ahead. Oh my gosh, I'm dying. That is so funny. He was very, he was like, uh, okay. Might and as well like, have been a wedding or something like yeah. 15 years ahead. I'm really sorry, but would you come to my wedding? I would love to come to your wedding. I, yes. Would you come to my wedding? 
No, I meant you ask him. Oh, me. oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. I probably would have asked him that too. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I was just, it was a weird night and yeah, it was just, it was just weird. And so that's definitely embarrassing. And if he's listening to this now, I'm sorry that you didn't come to my graduation. He was not there. He did not come. It's so funny. So, okay. We've gone for the person you'd love on the show, the person. Okay. Do you have somebody, have you ever had to like reject anybody before who's applied for podcasts and you've like researched into them and thought absolutely not. And then they've like maybe been a bit persistent about it. Um, well, uh, no, no, but there are people. Yes. Who, well, there's no one who's like written in that I've denied, but there are definitely people who have expressed interests that I have not pursued. Let's just keep it at that. What is it about? Why, why have you chosen to not, to not pursue those particular people? Well, the podcast has a certain vibe. Like you said, it's, it's one of being open-minded and accepting and non-judgmental and there yeah. are people in the electronic music scene who are not like that. You know, it is a very open-minded and non-judgmental scene. And I love that about the scene, but there are people in the scene who are, yeah, entitled, conceited, cocky, racist, yeah. sexist, prejudiced, like also you get the list can go on and on. And I'm not talking about one particular, like not, there's not one person that has all those qualities, but there are people who are like that. And I don't know. There's also people that I've had personal issues with over the years that I would not invite on the podcast. That's, that's yeah. just it. Like if I, I've worked in the scene for a long time and there are people who not have done me wrong, but I, who I have seen act in a way that I don't like, and I would not want to support them on my platform. Yeah, of course. It's your baby. You can do what you like with it. So, okay. We've done the worst, the dream. <laughs> um who is the best person you've interviewed so far on your podcast you want me to say you (laughs) (laughs) I actually had someone else in mind whose podcast I listened to really recently but you know I'll I'll still take number one slot (laughs) you can take number one I mean that's a really hard question I mean I did I did share tears on your show so I feel like tears earns me first place (laughs) yeah that was a great I mean that was a great interview because yeah like we said we don't know we never met and yeah we we dug really deep and yeah I I was really surprised by your interview I told you too I think you're incredibly well spoken I think you have a really interesting story I think you're really talented and I was not I mean obviously I was expecting it to go well but I was it, it exceeded my expectations just because um, you know, I've had a lot of creators on the podcast before and yeah, I, I was just surprised with how well, how well spoken you were. Thank you. So besides from me, who else have you really enjoyed having on the show? Um, yeah, there's a lot of people. One that particularly stands out to me was like the second episode that I did, uh, with a childhood friend of mine, her name's Avery, and she is an investigative journalist in Washington, DC. And she uncovered the story behind the dubstep DJ bass nectar, who was accused of sexual harassment, sexual assault, um, cult like practices, basically a lot of, um, 
really terrible things. And he was kind of a God in the dubstep scene. And yeah, she was the one who uncovered the story. And what's interesting about that is I've known her for a long time and she was a super fan of him. She went to all the shows. She went to Mexico to see him, you know, and uh, she was the one who uncovered this story. And it was the story was actually in Vice, in, in Vice News. So I think that one was really interesting because it's a really important topic. We we tend to idolize these DJs, you know, like I said, we, we fangirl them and, you know, they're not always what they're caught up to be. And some of them do engage in terrible behavior and they should be held accountable for that. Yeah, definitely. I think it's like anybody who has a platform, we automatically fake put them on a pedestal in some respects and we forget that they're actually human. And I think that's really important. We definitely touched, especially in my episode, on like influencers and influencer marketing and how, you know, as a small business to not feel taken advantage of by the system, which is Instagram. Um, so I think that's a very important message to also relay today that, yes, you might idolize someone for their music, but also just keep in your mind that we're all human and don't let that take over your mind. And that's a really interesting podcast. I haven't, I've listened to the last two before mine, but I've not listened to that one. So I'm actually, I'm going to go take my dog out for a walk after this and I'm going to listen to that on my walk. So, so we've gone through your goals of the next couple of years, aside for the podcast specifically. So aside from the podcast, what goals do you have for drop base not bombs i know you said you have done charity raves i know you've done with the amazon rainforest um so have you got any more charities lined up have you got any more events lined up like what's the plan yeah so i really want to do the event that we were supposed to do in may 2020 for an animal shelter um i'm just waiting at this point because i to be honest i'm a little bit concerned if things are going to close again you know everything was closed in the netherlands for two years basically and uh, I had to cancel a lot of things. So I am kind of waiting till, yeah, maybe the end of this year, early next year. And then I'm going to come back full force with events because I really don't want to cancel something again. It was like I had to cancel that party for, for the animal shelter. I had to cancel like two live streams that were supposed to be in person. We ended up doing a lot of other live streams, but two big ones. And uh, yeah, I just don't want to cancel anything again. So I think hopefully by the end of this year, if things still stay open and COVID stays away, um, yeah. it's just so hard now. It's like, I don't, it's a big risk to organize an event. It's a really big financial risk. And I don't want to take that chance unless I'm sure that the event is going to go through. <laughs> yeah, no, of course, I completely understand. So which charity do you have in mind um, for your next event? Yeah, I'd like to donate the proceeds to a local animal shelter. So I don't have exactly uh, an animal shelter in mind, but there are a lot in The Hague where I live in the Netherlands. And uh, yeah, I'd like to donate one to uh, a local shelter. And so that'll be fun to go. But I feel like I'm just going to want to take all the animals when I go. <laughs> just like uh, Yes, me and you were talking about this the other day about how much we love animals because I have a dog and you have a dog and I really want to get a cat. I saw a dog today. It was actually a multi, a toy multi-poo, which is same as my dog but he was half the size and it was just the cutest thing ever and it looked like my dog had, had a baby dog oh you gotta get him I don't know if you guys can see my hands not sure but literally like half like a size of a5 paper 
it was the tiniest thing I'd ever seen. And I Aww. thought, damn it, I, I wanted him to be that small. Maybe I could swap my dog. I love my dog so much. I could never <laughs> do that. But I was eyeing up the dog. Like, will she know if I take this dog home with me as well? Just having so much trouble with her dog. Like, I don't know about you, if you had trouble with your dog, like leaving him on his own, like we were fine. But then when we moved house, it became very difficult. But um, I was giving her, I felt really, I felt like a proper dog mum today, giving my advice, but I want a cat. So let's get back onto it. I had a really good question in my head and now it's gone. Okay, so I've got two really good questions to end on. They're my questions. Great, let's hear them. <laughs> Well, one of is yours actually that you ask everybody, but I want to know the answer. So how do you rave for a cause or party for a purpose in your life? Oh, I feel so weird to hear someone else ask that question. <laughs> ask the number one question before we go. Uh, so how I rave for a cause? Well, through drop base, not bombs. So for me, it's, yeah. you know, going to raves and going to parties. It's not just about going to have fun and dancing and listening to music and then, and it being an escape. It's way more than that for me by partying and being there. You are there for a purpose. You're there because you're standing for something. And that can mean a different thing to anyone, but I quickly learned, you know, I've been in the scene for a long time. I started raving when I was 18 and I realized this was more than just going out for me. It was more than just a hobby. It was more than just going to a club with my friends or going to a warehouse with my friends It really stood for something to me. And I really felt a purpose sense of purpose being there. And I noticed that a lot of times at these events, I would have some life-changing moments and I would have these conversations with people sometimes be four in the morning by the bathroom or in the smoking area. And just these just incredible conversations and conversations that I thought could change the world someday. And so that's why I started Drop Base Not Bombs, because this is an amazing community. And I wanted to give back to the community and also to change the stigma. The electronic music scene has this stigma that everybody's on drugs. Everyone's doing naughty things, you know? Yeah. And uh, although that happens, obviously, we know that it, there's so much more than that. It's an incredible scene filled with incredibly passionate and motivated and open minded people. So for me, that's what it's about. It's about shedding light on that. And yeah, using my platform and events for for a good cause. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like since in my recovery, obviously, I still go to events and I go completely like not drinking and for years, like, I don't know if it's something I would pursue down because I DJ and for me, like the music is just for me, like you said, it's just such an amazing experience. It's moving like to my soul. I don't need those like things to kind of make me feel better. I already got a high from listening to the music, but I find it hard to connect with people who um, don't listen to electronic music. And you say, oh, I'm going to this festival, I'm going to this event. They go, oh God, well, I don't want to date you because you could do drugs. And I'm like, I don't. And it's like, it can be a bit, and also sometimes being at, event, at events, although it is like freedom and people are very friendly and warm, you know, there are people that are pushy as well. And it would be nice to kind of sort of push more of a positive environment that, you know, and, and not feel belittled because you're actually there loving the music, not completely gurning off your face, you know? Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. That. So bringing me on to my final question how have I done today and would you be open to a co-host yes you did an amazing job you're an incredible <laughs> interviewer you really stumped me on some of the questions I was like a little yeah just like you know on what guests I would have and embarrassing moments and yeah I think uh you're a great interviewer you have a great voice and I would love to have you as a co-host you got the job yes. oh my god guys I'm gonna go out and party sober tonight <laughs> go out and party <laughs> sober have a lemonade <laughs> 
I'm gonna have, oh no, well, I love like a tonic water, tonic water with a dash of grapefruit, very posh. You're I'm very, like, yeah, you are. Okay, then one can't understand my accent. I wanna know people's feedback on the contrast between our sounding accents. I want people to message and write in your story. We'll do some polls after this. Yes, everyone, please write in. Let us know what you thought of Danielle as the host and me as the <laughs> guest. And Danielle, thank you so much for today. I really appreciated this interview. I think it was so kind of you. This was her idea. This is not my idea, guys. So thank you so much for today. So that was our one year anniversary episode of the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed that. It was really fun getting interviewed by Danielle. I hope you guys liked it. It was really different because, yeah, obviously I never did it like this on the podcast before. I've been interviewed before, never on a podcast, always been with video or, uh, you know, in written format. So really, really cool and just funny to do it on my own podcast. And it was totally her idea. And I love that. It was really creative, really special way because I was thinking, what can I do to celebrate one year of Drop Base Not Bombs? And I think this was a really cool thing to do. So I hope you guys liked it as much as I did. I want to take this time now, want to get serious with you and just say thank you so much to everybody who's been listening since day one. It's, it's insane what's happened, actually. Um, this podcast, I started it, you know, during the pandemic and it's my favorite thing that I do. And if you guys know me, I do a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, I have more than a full-time job. I work like 60 hours a week. Then I have like three or four side hustles. So I consult for like a few different projects on the side. Also work at a, at a nightclub here in The Hague. Uh, I box. You know, I, I do a lot of stuff. <laughs> I do all these uh, collaborations as well. But this is my favorite thing that I do. I love this podcast. I love connecting with such incredible people, sharing my love for electronic music, raising awareness to important issues, and hearing life-changing stories. And in May 2021, I released episode one. This was just a teaser. You know, I shared my story a little bit. And then our very first interview was, was in June. And following that, we've had like 30 episodes, listeners in over 35 countries all over the world. We've had artists such as Rob G, Neutrophic, Mouth of Madness, Discipline, Claire Classicor, Mr. Bones, Kutsky, Hoax LeBeau, DJ Thera, and Annex. We've had activists such as Avery Kleinman, True Survivors, Bye Bye Plastic, and Dr. Liz. We've had content creators, Cotton Candy, Party Perry, Emma Capotes, Alana Von Wyk. She's going to tell me I'm saying her name wrong again, but <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. We've had industry professionals like The Dance Lawyer, rave brands such as Rolita Couture, Rave Raid, and Lemon Candy. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's It's been amazing. And so I just want to thank everybody who's made this podcast possible. I definitely could not have done this alone. I, I don't do this alone. I just want to say I do not do this alone. I'm incredibly lucky. I have amazing friends. I have help with the editing, with new concepts, for new ideas, for guests, for sound quality recommendations, content ideas. Literally, I have... A wonderful group of friends who helped me with this so thank you so much for everything I'm really really appreciative and also for the amazing guests everyone has been great who's come on it's so cool to hear people's stories and sometimes I'm surprised when people say yes I'm like oh they said yes and actually I have some really crazy amazing guests coming up some really really cool people coming uh, down the pipeline so definitely stay tuned for that so Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Cheers to one year of the podcast. A lot more to come. We're definitely going to keep growing and expanding. New things are coming. Speaking of new things coming, we're changing things up very, very soon. 
So you guys, you know, my loyal followers, loyal listeners, you already know this, but um, if you've been listening and following, you know that Desires on the Dance Floor is coming to the Drop Bass Not Bombs podcast. That's hosted by me and Danielle from Lemon Candy. You keep hearing from her. You're going to keep hearing from her again. Desires on the Dance Floor. It's your chance to submit your craziest, wildest, funniest, and festival stories to us. We'll be reading and reacting to them. Your memorable moments, your deepest secrets, whatever you guys want. Just shoot us a DM with your story for a chance to be featured on the podcast. All stories will be read anonymously, of course, and the first episode of Desires on the Dance Floor will air August 2022 on the Drop Bass Not Bombs podcast. The next segment of the podcast is brought to you by 150. So you guys know 150 is a wellness program that combines fitness and heart style to live your best life. This week's 150 tip is about sleep. Oof, sleep. So before we jump into this segment, as always, you guys know, not a doctor, not a therapist, not a personal trainer, not a scientist, literally none of those things, just someone who has been following a program since January to get my shit together. Because if you guys know me, you know that, yeah, I haven't always been the healthiest of folks. So, you know, for a variety of reasons in a variety of ways, but Now I'm 31 years old and I'm really trying to prioritize my health and thankfully I found this amazing program 150 who I'm partnering with and I'm now an ambassador for. So I want to tell you guys a bit today about sleep. So sleep is something that I really struggle with. If you know me personally, you know that I really struggle more than the average person. It's not just, you know, that I can't sleep or that I wake up in the middle of the night. I want to be really open with you guys about something on here that I'm not always open about, but maybe other people struggle with it. So here it goes. Uh, Since I was a kid, I've had night terrors and you might think, oh, that's just a nightmare, but it's not um, a night terror. It's a sleep disorder. It's different from a nightmare because it occurs in a different part of your sleep. So it happens in the first stage. It's the first hours of your sleep. It's about, um, yeah, stage three to four of non-rapid eye movement for you technical people. It can last between one and 10 minutes. And to be honest, it's extremely scary. It can be very violent. It can be very loud. Um, it's, this is actually really hard for me to talk about, but I want to share this in case other people are struggling with this as well because you're not alone. Uh, it's usually triggered by trauma. It uh, can also be triggered by lack of sleep and stress. It's really horrible. Um, I had my first episode with it when I was about 12. I still struggle with it, but I do manage it now in a variety of ways. It's not to say that it's gone. It's not, but I have a lot of tips. So if anyone's struggling, please reach out to me. I have a lot of ways to manage it. It can be really difficult and please know that you're not alone. It's it's really hard, especially too, if you have a partner or you're sleeping at someone else's place and you have an episode, it can be really scary for the person as well. Obviously, if someone is sleeping next to you or in the same room and you get violent in the middle of the night or you start screaming or you see something that's not there, it, it can also be traumatic for the other person as well. And yeah, it can it can make, you know, being intimate with someone very difficult. It can be, you know, sharing a room with someone very difficult, having a roommate very difficult. And on top of that, you don't get good sleep, obviously, because when you have an episode like that, you wake up in the middle of the night. It's hard to go back to sleep. So it it, it really takes a toll on your life. And like I said, I yeah, I'm 31 now. I've had it since I was 12. So I'm not an expert, but I, I do know a lot about it. And I do know ways to manage that. Um, 
So if you guys are struggling, please reach out to me. Um, you're not definitely not alone. Unfortunately, I don't only have that. I also have insomnia and sleep paralysis. So yeah, if you guys have any kind of sleep disorders, you can come to me. Um, so the 150 program, it was really, really hard for me because yeah, obviously I have all these sleeping problems, crazy schedule, crazy lifestyle. I don't sleep well, never have. And so it wasn't the, you know, tracking my food or working out or eating fruit and vegetables and doing the fitness stuff that was hard for me. It was the sleep. It was literally impossible. I cannot get eight hours of sleep. It's very, very hard for me to recall a time where I could do that with the exception of yeah, being sick, recovering from a festival um, or, you know, being jet lagged or something like that. And the 150 program really encourages you to get eight hours a night. And for me, that's just it's been very, very difficult. But sleep, it's extremely important. You guys know this. And this is something that I'm really working on. So let's talk about sleep. Sleep is essential for your immune system, your recovery process, for detoxing, for recharging your brain. So what happens when you don't get enough sleep? Well, a lot of bad things, but fat burning process slows down. It's hard to build muscle. You're more stressed. Obviously, you're more tired, more irritable, prone to injuries. For me, yeah, cranky, irritable, not fun to be around. I, I mean, I'm always kind of stressed and things like that, but obviously when I don't get a good night's sleep, I'm way more stressed. So what are some tips that you can do to get more sleep tonight? So you want to refrain from caffeine within six hours of bedtime. Put that phone away. Avoid the blue light. I actually have like special glasses I wear at night that block the blue light. Darken your room, things like that. I have a Himalayan salt lamp. I meditate every night. Actually, I have a list of 57 things. We don't have time to go through them now, but you can uh, hit me up if you want to hear what they are. But yeah, I have a very, very in-depth long sleep routine that works for me and that's the thing is you need to find what works for you. So someone might tell you it's meditation or, you know, it's using a special light or it's doing, you know, a special routine, but it's really whatever works for you. And for me, unfortunately, it's like a very long list of things. So <laughs> but it's really whatever works. So let's get some good sleep tonight. And if you want to join me on my wellness journey, use code MCUnicorn to save 10 euros off on all 150 programs by going to 150.life. So that's all for today. Sorry, that was kind of on a downer note, but sleep is something that I'm really working on. And I know for a lot of us ravers, it's hard. We're party people, people of the night, weekend warriors, whatever you want to call it. But go to sleep. Get some sleep. It'll make your partying better. It'll just make your life better. It's something that I'm really working on. So that's all for today. If you like the podcast, don't forget to share it on your Instagram story or send it to a friend. For Apple and Spotify listeners, don't forget to leave a five-star review. I'm always curious to know your thoughts on the episode and who you would like to hear from next, so please hit me up. You can find all the Drop Bass Not Bombs merchandise by going to www.dutchravestore.nl. We have t-shirts, long sleeves, hoodies, backpacks, and more. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Drop Bass Not Bombs NL, and we'll see you next time August 5th. Bye!